healing, fresh wisdom from above, health and healing from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet because it's their daily bread and covenant. We give you all the praises for outlining it in Deuteronomy 28, the blessing, that health and healing is ours, that we're redeemed from the curse of heart attacks. We're redeemed from the curse of tumors and growths. We're redeemed from the curse of cancer and above any name that's named. COVID's just a name. We thank you that we're over it. Seated us with yourself in heavenly places. We give you all the praises and the glory for the authority and the keys of the kingdom you gave us to bind on earth and to loose on earth things from heaven and to bind the enemy's work of sickness and disease who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So, Father, we thank you for health and healing in this place. We worship you for it. You died to give it to us. You took stripes upon your back for ours. I thank you, Lord, for perfect spinal correction in the back, every vertebrae, no scoliosis. We speak life to every organ. In the organ system, the liver be made well, the kidneys be made whole. We speak to every cell in the body that's living and regenerating through the living Word of God that abides in this place and in us. Be made whole. Be well. Be restored. We speak life to you today. Life to your heart. Life to your organs. Life, health, and healing to all your flesh. And Father, we thank you for your Word which is medicine to all our flesh. Health and healing to all our bones. All our joints all our ligaments and tendons. Thank you, Lord, for divine life, divine health, for we live in you. And as you are, so are we in this world. Thank you. It's so good to be healed. It's so good to be whole. It's so good to be well. That with your stripes we were healed. Through your poverty we were made rich. And through your death we live. Thank you, Lord. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth, just as it is in heaven. We worship you and honor you in this place, Holy Spirit, God upon the earth. We welcome you in, in Jesus' precious name. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 Well, we're on SoundCloud as well, if you want to tune into our audio. And you could just download that app, and we're on SoundCloud at Word at the Ranch, but... Good morning, everybody. Isn't God so good? Thanks for showing up. You know, all we have to do is show up, and, and He does. But if we don't show up, He don't. <laughs> but where two or three are gathered, He says, I'm right here in your midst. And Revelation talks about Jesus, the candlestick, moving amongst the candlesticks, the churches. And He's right there in our midst, where two or three are gathered. So if you need a word from Jesus, just reach out to Him today. He's the healer. I got good news. The healer's in the house. The physician's in the house. The provider's in the house. The restorer's in the house. Your Savior and your deliverer's in the house. Because you are. Amen forever. Just lay a hand on your body and say, This is my temple. And this is God's temple. He lives in my body. Thank you, Jesus, for cleansing me from all sin. For cleansing my body from every sickness and every disease that sin tried to create. I give it no place. Thank you for healing me. I honor your temple. I have clean hands, pure heart, and a pure mind because of your blood and sacrifice. I repent from all sin, known and unknown, willfully or unwillfully. And I give you the praises that as I confess it, according to 1 John 1, 9, I am cleansed from all unrighteousness and made white as snow, red as crimson. Thank you. I give you all the praises that I'm righteous through you. Amen. Well, that did it. <laughs> no sin, no sickness. No Satan, no sickness. Amen. You know, we have an adversary. 2 Corinthians 4.4 4 says, Satan is the God of this world. You know, if God was the God of this world, we could argue that he sure does have things in a mess, don't he? <laughs> But the Bible clearly says in 2 Corinthians 4, 4 that Satan is the God of this world system. And that's why it's nuts. You know, he's not the God of the earth. And he's not the God of the church. 
you know, we're the gods of the earth. You know, gave, Jesus gave us his authority. He said, the earth is, is the Lord's, but I've given it to the children of men. So we have authority on earth, amen? We can speak to that foul hurricane off the Gulf Coast of Florida and cause it to desist. And I hope they're doing that down in Florida. Those who know their authority. You know, we spoke in cool weather. Cool weather came in here, amen? We all witnessed mir miraculous just by taking up our authority. Uh, Janine, who was here last week, she's not here. She came up for prayer. She had a growth. And we prayed over that, rebuked it, because we know sickness is not from God. If it were, he'd be bipolar. But Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And he's the one in John 10.10 who said, As Satan, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come to give you life and life in full, life abundantly. So if you don't know <laughs> that God's the healer and Satan's the killer, you're going to struggle in life. And you're going to be wishy-washy and doubtful and unbelief will come in. But you've got to know that God, Christ, is the healer and Satan is the destroyer. Amen forever. So we curse that tumor because we know it's not from God. For every good thing comes from God, Jesus said. And we know tumors aren't good. We know cancer is not good, right? So we cursed it and called it to dissolve. She came forward for prayer. And that thing left and she went back for a checkup. And it had disappeared, praise God, in the course of two weeks. Amen forever. And she gave her testimony here last weekend. Praise Jesus forever. So if you missed that, I wanted to share it again. That God's on the move. Amen. And you know, you're the body of Christ. The, the word says, you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's why we got to keep these things pure and holy. They're holy hands. They're the hands of Jesus himself. Jesus can't move without you on the earth. You're his body. I've said it before, but the head can't move without the body. If you cut off your head, your body can't move. <laughs> and the head can't move without the body. And the body can't move without the head. So we're one in this thing. Jesus knew that. He knew he was one with his Father. He said, I'm one with my Father. Always referred to himself as the Son of Man. Only referred to himself as the Son of God three times. All 63 others, Son of Man. So he came to show us the way. What man can do empowered of the Holy Ghost empowered of God, on assignment. You know, saint, which you are, literally means sent one. You were sent to earth. The moment you received Christ, you got a new spirit. Not a new body, not a new head. Those got to be renewed. Amen. But you got a new spirit, made in the same exact image and likeness of God himself, who Jesus said is a spirit. So healing comes through your spirit. Wealth will come through your spirit. Salvation came through your spirit. Amen. You heard the word on salvation. You believed in your spirit, in your heart, and confessed with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. That's how it worked for my healing. When I was suffering from a chronic condition in 2001, after I got baptized at Saddleback Church again, Satan hit me with a, an affliction for a year and a half of chronic illness. My body weight went down to 150. I went to three specialists. One said malgraine Crohn's disease. Another said anemia, malabsorption syndrome. And my body just wasn't absorbing food. But praise God, I got a hold of the Word of God on healing. It wasn't taught me growing up, but they're in here. And I recorded 101 verses on healing just on our SoundCloud that did my body good, and I listened to that. And I try to listen to it every day because it's medicine, Proverbs 4.20 says, to all of our flesh. And when the Word gets in you, it comes out of you. And you shall decree a thing, and it'll be established for you. But you get the Word in you, and it comes out of your lips, and it works. And it works for me. And my body weight went back up to 220. Amen. Amen forever. The Lord healed me. And Acts says he's not a respecter of persons. If he'll heal me and raise me up, he'll heal anyone and raise them up. He's just a respecter of faith. And faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. You hear the word on the subject you need. You get it in you. And let it come out of you. And it'll change everything around you. Including you. This is incorruptible seed, the word of the living God. As we sow it into our fertile soil, our fertile ground, Jesus made well. And sow the word and speak it into our heart. It comes out of our lips and produces things. For out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So it's got to be in you to come out of you. And if it ain't in you, it ain't coming out of you. <laughs> you ever hit your hand with a hammer? What came out of you? <laughs> I'm happy to say I hit my hand the other day, cut myself as well. And you know what came out? Jesus. <laughs> I'm saved. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. You know, you, you, you listen to the black box recorders of airlines. 
that have gone down. No one says Muhammad. You don't hear Buddha. No, they're dead. What you hear is Jesus. You hear Jesus on those tape recorders. And the word clearly says that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So do you need saving in your finances? Just put them there. Call on His Word. Call on His name. You need saving in your body or in your marriage. Just call upon the name of the Lord in that area and you shall be saved. He came to give us life in full and life in abundance. Relationships included should be first. I know when I got saved, my relationships got better. Love entered my heart. And I was able to love unconditionally just like He did. Relationships were the first thing I noticed that God healed and mended because He mended my heart. And that's what Jesus died to give us. Relationship with the Father again. That's what He died to give the world. A relationship with their Creator. Praise Jesus for Jesus. <laughs> Amen forever. If it weren't for Jesus, I would have never made it through high school. <laughs> See, I left Him, but He never left me. And now we live by the same high school I graduated from. And I get to run around that place, playing in the Holy Ghost, speaking the Word of God over that, praying right there where I graduated. Isn't God so good? Always brings you back to where you started. Just like Jesus, preached in his own hometown, Capernaum. Whenever you see Capernaum, that's Jesus' hometown. Preached in his own hometown. Went home. Isn't it funny how God calls people home and raises them up right where they, they were born sometimes? A root planted in dry ground. I know there's, there's people coming out of the woodwork from high school now. People I meet and just going about life. And I get to pray for them and connect with them again. My, how I've changed. You know? <laughs> my, my, my. I look at my life and say, but God. <laughs> Can you look at your life and say, but God? Raise your hand if you could say that. I wish you could see that online. Every hand went up. I'm here because of God. But God. I want that on my license plate. I said, Lord, if you give me a new Lincoln, we need a new one. We're ready. This one's a little old. We're getting ready. If you give me that new one, I'll get the license plate, a custom plate that says, but God, and give you all the glory and credit for it. That's my deal with God. Amen. We'll wait on that one. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. But I want to read some scriptures that did my body good when I was fighting affliction and infirmity. You know, the Bible says, if you resist the devil, he will run from you or flee from you in terror. So you have to resist sickness. You have to know it's from him, trying to steal, kill, and destroy your life. We resist it. Our kids are told, devil, shut up! <laughs> you know, I told Lily in the car, you know, when the devil puts a thought in your head to hit your sister, don't take it. <laughs> Say, I rebuke you, Satan. Get behind me. I will not hit Olive today. <laughs> Olive's the bruiser of the bunch. Literally, she's got bruises to prove it. <laughs> but she was tackling her sisters when she was a year old. <laughs> Samuel's got the same gene, pushing me over. He's already jockeying for position in the house. He's not even a year yet. We got some bruisers in the house, amen? <laughs> some bodyguards back there. But you know, don't take those thoughts. You want to lash out in retaliation. That's the thought from the devil. Now I bless them. I pray for those who despitefully use me. Bless those who curse me. Stay clean. Stay in love. Not entering into strife. That's the big one we're working on. Don't go into strife. Stay free from strife. But before we turn to healing, the Lord just led me here. If you have your Bible, just wave it. Make the devil mad. Or if you have your phone or anything you read the word on, you can wave that too. Praise Jesus forever. You don't have to pray over your phone though to have some quiet time with God if that's your source of the word. So you don't get distracted. You don't have text coming through when you're reading the word on your phone. Anyone relate with that? <laughs> you know, there's a button that says, do not disturb. Push it. Amen. And then don't look for the notification. <laughs> Amen forever. But 2 Timothy, and the Lord gave me this verse fortunately before I got married. And he trained me this in, in this verse um, before I got married. And I try to live by it as best as I can. And the more I meditate on it, the more I live by it. Go figure. And you know, that word meditate is not an Eastern word in the Bible. It's a Western word. It means to speak, to murmur to yourself over and over again. 
It's not sitting in a lotus position going, oh, <laughs> that's not Bible meditation. Bible meditation is simply speaking the word over your life, over and over again, pondering it, thinking upon it as you go about your day. You know, you can do that anywhere. Think upon the word no matter what business you're in. You can have your thoughts fixed on Jesus while you go about your work. Isn't that a great thing? You could pray in tongues, pray in the Spirit under your breath as you're on the job. Amen? What a gift. What a God. But 2 Timothy 2.24, we'll just back up to 23, says, Avoid. Say avoid. Foolish and ignorant disputes. Well, you can, you can enter into one right now just by going on Facebook. <laughs> but he says, avoid foolish and ignorant disputes. You know, when President Trump drained the swamp, I drained my Facebook swamp. I don't have liberal friends on there. Too many disputes. Now I got, you know, people who think and believe like I do. Amen. But he says, avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife. See, if you, if you give strife an inch, it's going to take a mile. If you give place to strife in your home, it's not long before the devil's driving your home and in the front seat. So he says, avoid these things and ignorant disputes, knowing that they create and generate more strife. Here's verse 24. And I've told this to so many young men who are dating for their marriage. And a servant of the Lord. Is that you? Are you a man or woman of God? A servant of the Lord must not quarrel. That's a commandment from God. This is Paul teaching his young Padawan Timothy, the church at Ephesus, the mega church of its day. Don't ever, 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 as a man of God, enter into strife. Let it into your marriage. Let it into your business. Let it into your home. Because if you do, it won't be long before it makes its way into your bank book, into your body, into your health, into your finances, and the thief's right there stealing, killing, and destroying. And you don't even know how it got in. This is the open door, strife. Strife. I stepped out of love. I stepped into strife. Yeah, that's when it happened. You know when it happened. So do I. The Holy Spirit's right there putting us in remembrance of it. Repent. Repent. <laughs> Get back in love. It's the only commandment you have. Is love. Just, just stay in love. It's the blessing path. He says, a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all. Sounds like the Holy Spirit. A gentleman, a perfect gentleman, never forcing you, never forcing himself in on anyone. He has to ask to come in, be asked. Do you? Do you have to be asked to go somewhere? Yeah, usually. You don't just show up, right? You, any wedding crashers in the house? <laughs> Where you just show up? <laughs> no, we usually wait. That's the Holy Ghost in us, to be asked to enter. That's the Holy Spirit. He's a perfect gentleman. He has to be asked to move. Amen. He says, A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all. Say all. To all. That includes Biden. Oh, Jesus. Be gentle to all. I'm not harsh against them. I don't lash at them. Gentle to all. Just get that in you. To all. To all. Those people who annoy you, gentle to all. I will not lash out. I will not strangle my children in the back seat. Would you stop touching me? You, and I can't reach. I bought two horse swatches <laughs> for the children. <laughs> they have a longer reach. They're 18-inch handles, so I can try to reach the back seat while I'm driving. Have you ever, does anyone know what I'm talking about? you ever been there? Where you're trying to keep one hand on the wheel with four kids in the car and a wife <laughs> and trying to swatch them at the same time? It's been the best investment so far. Two for 20 on Amazon. Amen forever. It's got more reach than I do. <laughs> Praise Jesus. What was my point then? Gentle to all. <laughs> in anger. You know, in anger, Jesus threw over the money changers. That's my go-to verse. <laughs> I'm redeemed, Lord. Remember you? You got angry, it says. And you threw over those changers and you even made whips. I got a whip now. <laughs> I'm in good company. But then it says right after he got angry and cleansed his temple, he laid hands on the sick and they recovered. So he didn't let anger stay. He wasn't moved by that anger, that emotion all day. Didn't let him affect the rest of his destiny. He put it in subjection and went on the Father's business. And we got to do that with emotions. We got to put them under. And we can't live by emotions. We don't live by thoughts. We live by knowings. We don't live by feelings. 
We live by the word. Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for the Lord was with him. Amen. We put those emotions down. We don't let them run us. I've seen Christians, I know they're just ruled by their emotions and their flesh. By how they talk, you can find where they're at in two minutes of conversation. That they're ruled by the natural man. They don't have enough spirit life in them to do what the Word says and to continue in it. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the Word. And the more Word you have in it, the more you'll do it. And the more you'll be a person of your Word as well. And people will call you. He's a person, a man of integrity. He does what he says. John Wayne. <laughs> Man's got to do what he thinks is best. <laughs> do what I say, say what I do. Say what I mean, mean what I say. Man and woman of our word. As the word comes in us, we're more true to our word as well. Amen. Integrity. What a valuable subject for today. A faithless, honorless generation needs to be taught integrity and faithfulness again, don't you think? Praise God for marriages that last. Praise God for businesses that last. Amen. And churches and ministries that last. I glean from them. How about you? They got something going for them. I learn all I can to stay faithful. Because faithfulness is the key to promotion in the kingdom. It's not about the numbers. Amen. It's about the heart. Faithful. Are we faithful? But you must be gentle to all. Able to teach. Notice gentleness, which is a fruit of the Spirit now, is able to teach. That positions you to teach and instruct. Is that fruit of the Spirit called gentleness. Self-control. You're out to teach now. You're equipped. You're ready. Patient. Another fruit of the Spirit that's in you. In humility, correcting those who are in opposition. you got to pray for them first, because normally they want to hear a word you got to say in the moment. So I back off and I pray for them. For an opportune time. Amen. You ever say you're sorry? <laughs> you may have to say that. <laughs> you may be wrong. <laughs> Forgive me. I repent. Get back in love. Amen. It's the key to the blessing. But he says, patient, in humility, correcting those, and King James says, who are in opposition to themselves. See, when someone's in strife, they're in opposing their life. They're in self-opposition, which is actually a form of self-denial. Self-deception. That's the worst kind of deception there is. Self-deception. But if you're living in strife, if you still have unforgiveness and unresolved issues from 10 years ago towards someone, the devil's got you. He's got a piece of you. And he's manipulating you and controlling you. You weren't given a ministry of offense. We were given a ministry of reconciliation, which is forgiveness. Amen. I'm not offended when I go out there. I smile everywhere I go and light people up. Biggest heathen in hell. Light them up just by smiling at them. Till Jesus rubs off on them. And he feels Jesus. Come from me unto him. I don't leave until they smile back. And I don't let them win. I don't let them make me frown or get angry. The joy of the Lord's our strength. I let my joy touch them until it does. That's the power of God in you. The joy of the Lord's your strength. So don't let Satan or man steal it. Keep your joy. Protect it. Guard it. It's your strength. You know, any have you ever gotten anger and you feel weak? Or you let it linger? You argue and you start, oh, I feel so good. Ah, get back in joy. Get back in love. Get back in all the fruit you are. And it produces. Praise Jesus. If God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth and that they may come to their senses. <laughs> Don't you love that verse? Come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil having been ta taken captive by him. That's the devil, the adversary to do His will. Fear and unforgiveness and strife. Two huge areas the devil uses to trap you. To get you off the plan of God and onto the world's plan, Satan's plan, the God of this world system. Strife and fear. Fear tolerated is faith contaminated. You cannot go to bed in fear. 
Ever, 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 ever. And the scripture tells us you can never go to bat angry. Never go to bat mad. Never go to bed without first resolving it before the sun goes down. Be angry and sin not, but let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Fix it before you go to sleep so you can rest in peace. He gives his beloved sleep. He gives his beloved rest. I have sound sleep since I started confessing those verses. I sleep well. I slept well for the past 15 years. I remember when I couldn't sleep well. And I got a hold of those verses. The sleep of a laboring man is sweet. And he gives his beloved rest. He gives his beloved sleep. So I'd say that, and I'd drift off to sleep with those verses. The Word put me to bed. And the Word wakes me up. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I don't care what happens. I don't care who happens. <laughs> I will rejoice and be glad in it because I said so. And I'm in charge of my life, nobody else. Nobody else can do your believing for you. No one else can do your praying for you. No one else can take up your authority and use it. See, you're in charge of your life. Amen. This is a generation that puts the blame on others. Have you noticed? And they call it truth. But you're responsible. We're not granola Christians made up of flakes, fruits, and nuts. <laughs> so old it's baby. I don't think I can use it. It's not politically correct. But we're not flaky. <laughs> Amen? You're supposed to look at us and be like, yeah, he's the real deal. She's the real deal. She does what she says. I can trust them. I can count on them. They're legit. Amen? Can someone count on you to be there? When you say you're going to be there? Or do you have a habit of arriving 10 minutes late? Well, you just told a 10-minute lie. <laughs> if you say you're going to be somewhere, you've got to be there on time. If you're 10 minutes late, you just told a 10-minute lie. I mean, it's okay if circumstances happen. But is that a habit? That you're habitually late? You're untrustworthy. People take notice of that. Because time's the most valuable asset people have. And if you abuse their time, you abuse yours. People won't take you seriously. Always be on time. I like what Clarissa's dad said. If I'm not early, I'm late. Sometimes you can be too early. <laughs> but just be on time. Fashionably late is not fashionable. When you're going to say you're going to be somewhere, be there. So people can count on you. You're a Christian. People should be able to count on us. While the world's flaky. Here one minute, gone the next, right? Businesses are here one minute, starter cup companies in the world, gone the next, in a blink of an eye. They're untrustworthy. No integrity. Can't be counted on. But we last. You're here today. You've lasted. You've outlasted the adversary. Dorothy has outlasted the adversary. She's 95 today. She's doing victory, not defeat. Aren't you glad Jesus won for us? Aren't you glad he finished his course and task and his life? He said, I must be about my father's business. Kept his eye on the prize through the cross. Didn't look at the pain and suffering, but looked at the joy set before him and endured the cross for you and me. And you know what he got when he got to heaven? Well done. Thy good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with little. Now I make you ruler over much. Here's the kingdom. That's what he received from his father when he got to heaven. Here, son. Here's the keys of the kingdom. Oh, yeah. And then he gave them to us. And we have a belt loop. You got keys hanging on it. The power to bind what's evil and the power to loose what's good. He handed you the keys of the kingdom said, I call you son. I call you daughter. Live like I did. The sample son showing us the way. <laughs> Healing's in his wings. Remember that woman? I thought about her all week this week with the issue of blood. For 12 years, she suffered a chronic illness and condition and spent all her livelihood, it said, on physicians, but rather grew worse. I know I saw that with a chronic illness. 
But praise God, the healer entered my life. And I made Jesus not only my Lord and Savior, but healer and physician. Kids have never been to a doctor. We had natural home births without any complications. All four of them. Walking, talking testimony. That's what we should be. It's just Jesus. It's just the authority he gave us. To keep a cleansed house. Not opening the door to strike for the enemy. But staying in love. Staying in love. The key to the blessing. Love one another. As I have loved you. Greater man has no love than this. Than to lay down his life for his friend. And the greatest of you shall be your servant. Amen. Do you love me? <laughs> I love you. God loves you. God loves you just as much as he loves Jesus. If you were the only one on earth, he still would have sent his best just for you. His death, burial, and resurrection proves that he loves you, the Father, just as much as he sent his son, Jesus, to die for you. You're his beloved. You read Song of Solomon, that's you now. You're his beloved. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in heaven. That's the Father's greatest wish. Third John 2. Second greatest license plate. Third John 2. I see it driving around. How do you get that? I want that one. Third John 2. Beloved. Say, I'm his beloved. I pray above all things that you prosper and be in health. Over 2,350 verses on prosperity. Over 101 on health. This is your covenant. And it was cut in blood. Say, I'm redeemed from the curse of the law. Sickness, disease, poverty, lack, and spiritual death. Say, I won't leave here until I say so. I'm going to occupy till he comes. And I believe he will come in my lifetime. He's coming soon. And he's coming for a glorious church. One who are walking in faith and walking in their authority. Say, I can do all things. <laughs> Through Christ, the Anointed One, who dwells in me. Christ was not Jesus' last name. Christ means the Anointed and His Anointing. And Christ in you, the Anointing and the Anointed One, the hope of glory. I can do all things through Christ, the Anointed One, and His Anointing that lives in me. Through him. And let's wrap up here. I didn't even make it to my verses. I didn't think I would. But Psalm 103 and Psalm 91, 1 Peter 2.24 and Matthew 8.17. Oh man, those, those scriptures did me good when I was in need of my healing. That's 1 Peter 2.24, Matthew 8.17, Psalm 91 and Psalm 103. But I like to end here in Isaiah 61. And this was Jesus' mission statement. Do you have your mission statement written out? Mine is, I serve God, my family, and my country well. That's my mission statement. Do you have yours? That's a good thing to have, to know where you're headed. So when distractions and the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy tries to put sickness on your body, or a chronic illness, or financial pressure, you know where you're headed. Can't phase you. Every great man of God did not have the money before they acted. They moved in faith and then the money came in. God may be telling you to start a business. God may be telling you to start a ministry. Amen. God may be telling you to get a new job. Danielle just did. But you move in faith and God meets you. God meets you there. He pays the way for his plan. He pays the way. We're having our first night of worship in the Laguna Hills Community Center, October 28th. And we've scheduled it 
for every the end of the last Friday of every month, and it's open to the public, and I think it's going to be a good turnout. But I don't, I'm not looking to pay for it. God just is in my heart, and the money just comes in. Amen. He's already given the provision for His work. You just have to step out and do it. And then we took a building for Wednesday night services. We're starting October 19th at the Mission Viejo Senior Center on La Paz and Marguerite. He didn't ask us to pay for it. He asked us to believe him for it. <laughs> it was already paid for. Amen <laughs> forever. There's no financial pressure in the kingdom. We live to give. We're not forced to give. It's just how I live. <laughs> Our tax statements, they don't line up. A great man of God, a hundred years old, told me in Mexico City one year. I had the privilege of eating breakfast with him. He's planted 6,000 churches in Mexico. Called from the U.S. to Mexico. He's 103 now, Wayne Myers. He leaned over me at the breakfast table at age 100. He said, son, when God's your source, money's not your problem. Lean back. The one thing he said to me the whole trip. You don't think I took that? <laughs> He's planted 6,000 churches, put roofs on 6,000 churches as a missionary. You should look at his tax statements. They have. One pastor saw it and said, I see here you gave a million dollars last year. He said, you didn't even make that much. How did you do it? He said, by faith, man. By faith. We live by faith. We give by faith. We receive by faith. We received him by faith. You can receive your healing by faith the same way. You believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. And confession is made unto salvation. That's how I got healed. I believed in my heart the scriptures. I got them in me and I confessed them. By his stripes I was healed. He himself took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. And with his stripes I am healed. With his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I was healed. If I were healed, I am healed. And I pondered that and meditated on it and said it and said it. And my body lined up. And I got up to 150 pounds, not working out, 10% energy, to run in eight miles a day in Los Angeles. 220 pounds. My body lined up with the word. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Word will take over your body and mind if you put it to work. It will work for anybody who uses it. This is our sword. It's our tool. Our powerful sword. Our weapon of warfare. Take it to the devil's throat. And step on his head with it. Sickness, you can't touch my body. Disease, you can't touch my family. Devil, you can't touch my increase. You can't touch my harvest. You can't touch my body. I was bought with a price. Get. Get off my land. Get off my turf and territory. Get your hand off my government. I pray for them daily. Be removed. Be cast into the sea in Jesus' name. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Sweep this land. The greatest move of God the world's ever seen. I'm so privileged to be a part of it. Thank you for planting me here and placing me here for such a time as this. Created for the end days. It's hard to know what you're made of till the pressure's on. But greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Can you give God a hand clap? Praise Jesus forever. And I said we'll end with this. This is Jesus' mission statement found in Isaiah 61. Can you imagine Jesus reading this as a young Jewish boy? You know, Jesus was a Jew, right? You were grafted in. Amen. God's still on the Jewish calendar, and it's the first month in his calendar. Amen. We just celebrated Rosh Hashanah, Jewish New Year. It's the first month. Happy New Year. <laughs> It's the harvest season, season of feasts and celebration. And America got that, didn't they? We've entered into our harvest season, our holidays. 
holy days. See, we're, we're coined up with Israel, amen? But Jesus found himself, can you imagine him in church, went to the synagogue every Sabbath, and him reading Isaiah 61, and saying, oh my gosh, that's me. Jesus found himself in the Word. That's where we find ourselves. Our spiritual mirror, the Word of the living God. Jesus found himself in it, so can you. Who am I? Gender dysfunctionality. They don't even know what gender they are anymore. Who am I? Who am I? Right here. The spiritual mirror that shows every man and woman who they are. And if you don't know what sex you are, just look down. It's that easy. <laughs> just check out your equipment. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Isaiah 61. The spirit of this was also Jesus' first sermon in Luke 4. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. What's good news to the poor? You don't have to be poor no more. I took your poverty, 2 Corinthians 8 9, to make you rich. I took your sickness and replaced it with my health and healing. I took your sin and replaced it with my righteousness. He was a perfect sacrificial lamb. Replacing the curse with the blessing in every area of our life. Say, I'm redeemed from the curse of sickness and disease. I don't care what Dr. Fauci says. <laughs> He's a false prophet. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to the CDC. Listen to the King of Kings. He always has something good to say. He went about preaching good news. Good news. I'll never preach bad news to you. Because Jesus never did. It's the gospel. Gospel means good news. <laughs> There's bad news out there. But it ain't in here. This is a book of good news. <laughs> you want to be cheered up? Read this. Don't watch CNN. <laughs> Read the Word. It's God's news. Streaming live 24-7 from heaven. The Gospel. Amen forever. But he preached good tidings to the poor. You don't have to be poor no more. I've been made the jubilee for you. I cancel your debts. They're paid in Jesus' name. Believe in me as I believe in him. He preached good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Heal. To proclaim liberty, freedom to the captives. Therefore, we call America free. We call America well. We call America free in liberty and justice for all. Because Jesus lives here. More gospel, more kingdom has come out of America than any other country combined. Jesus lives here. That's why this is a blessed nation. People coming into this nation should know the reason why this nation's blessed is because the king of kings. You should leave your gods in your country if you come here. We don't need three million gods of Hinduism here in America. We serve one God. That's why this soil's blessed. That's why this nation's blessed. People should know that when they come here. To leave their idols at home and to worship the real God, the living God, the king of kings. That's why we're free. Is because he who the sun sets free is free indeed. Muhammad's never set anybody free. Buddha's never set anyone free. Religion has never set anyone free. Only Jesus, the Prince of Peace, has done that. Freedom comes through Christ. You can take Christ to communism. You can take Christ to, to China, to Russia, and they can become free nations because of the King of Kings, who's over Putin. Who's over corrupt leaders? Amen. We have a new form of government. And it rests upon his shoulder. And he rules it with his scepter of righteousness. Amen forever. He's our king. He's our Lord. Tells us where to go, what to do, when to do it. And gives us rest. He's perfect. And this is his mission statement. To proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, in the church even, 
to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You feeling laden down or heavy burdened? Put on the garment of praise. And that will lift that burden right off your shoulders. It's not even yours to bear. Say it with me. I cast all my cares on Him. For He cares for me. He's my perfect caretaker. I trust Him with Him. And I don't pick Him back up. Amen. Now don't pick them back up. <laughs> Say I'm carefree. Not careless. Amen. The world's careless. We're carefree. Amen. Say I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Amen. When the world's going nuts, people are looking at on the church. How do they have it all together? How do they have peace? How do they have joy? How do they have money? How do they have health? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Just Jesus. That's the good news. Jesus. You know, over 40,000 denominations in the Christian faith now. You know what we can all agree on? One name. Jesus. That's all they need. Jesus. That's all you need. Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus. You know why so many churches supported Billy Graham? He was just preaching Jesus. He got denominations. I believe God's a Methodist. He has methods of doing things. But <laughs> he got Methodists, Lutherans, Baptists. Pentecostals to support his meeting because he was preaching Christ. That's what it's all about. If we don't regenerate, we die. Called us to be disciples. Spread me. Make disciples. Go ye into all the nations. Teach him to follow me like you have. Aren't you glad we have a shepherd who knows where he's going? Even when you feel lost sometimes, he's already paved the way ahead for you and is working all things together for your good to those who love him and hold his purpose firm. But the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And he closed the book and handed it back to the attendant in the book of Luke and sat down and said all the eyes of the church were on him. The anointed one has shown up. God became a man, and he's here in our midst. Every knee should bow. Every knee should quake at the name of Jesus that's in you and me. What a privilege to be in the army of Christ. What a privilege to be handpicked before the world and the earth even began. For such a time as this. So that the world in darkness can see just even a glimmer of light in you. And say there's hope. There's still hope. It's Jesus. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father, thank you for your gospel. Thank you for sending your son to die for us to become poverty, to become sickness and disease for our healing, restoration, and prosperity. A threefold cord is not easily broken. And you broke threefolds of the curse for us. Thank you for the blessing. Thank you for life in full. We bless you today. Father, I thank you for a great week ahead in this new season of life. Harvest season. What you're believing for is coming to pass, says the Lord. Just stay. Just stand. Having done all to stand. Just stand. You'll not need to fight in this battle, says the Lord. I've already gone before thee. Just stand. And see the salvation of the Lord. 
Let that go. Let that care go now. It's not even yours to pick up. I got it. I can handle it. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. If you agree, I say amen. Amen. Well, thank you for coming out. We like to take up our tithes and offerings. Again, we're moving. We got two new buildings. One in Mishabeha, one in Laguna Hills. And here on Sundays. And this is our seventh year. Praise God. Seven. <laughs> Number of perfection. Jesus. <laughs> so thank you for partnering with us online. We bless you guys. If you like to give to the ministry, you can at Word of the Ranch or Elisha Mark Ministries. You can text um, Word of the Ranch to number 44321 if you're online as well and support the ministry there. And we pray over your seed. We pray over these offerings in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that it's more blessed to give than to receive, for giving releases the blessing on our lives. We bless you, Lord, with our tithes, the first fruits of all our increase, and with offerings. Bless you, Father. I sow into your work today. Move us. Continue to move us. We have 300 souls saved right now. I believe for more in Jesus' name. Coming into a new year. Use us to reach them. To save the lost at all costs. Thank you, Father. Father, I just speak over this chariots of light ministry. We started. <laughs> And I just speak life to it and command it to rise up for evangelism here in Orange County. This motorcycle ministry you started. Many people in the, in the ministry started out without a motorcycle and entered the ministry and motorcycles were given to them. I pray if that's anyone's heart's desire online or here, that you honor it and hear them and bless them with it. A tool for evangelism that we can win the lost and the outcasts that are around us. Bless that ministry that you started. Speak new life to it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Well, thank you guys. We love you guys. Have a blessed week. Oh, we're coming into a glorious month. Amen. Say it with me. This is the best holiday season I've had yet. Amen forever. We love you guys. Be being blessed.